podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the home of the Bet Bites podcast, this is Bet Bites Golf with Dave Tyndall and James Butler. Hello, everybody. Welcome along. It's the Golf Betting Podcast. I'm James Butler and joined, as always, by the legend that is golf betting pundit, Dave Tyndall. Dave, how are you? I'm very well, thanks, James. How are you? I'm very good, Ashley. And I, I, as, as promised last week, I spent four days on my sofa watching the action from Augusta. It obviously wasn't quite the same without the crowds there, but it was still the Masters and it was still something special, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a really enjoyable week. I mean, when you get the world number one winning, and playing like the world number one, it's it's a good week. And it probably doesn't happen enough in golf, does it? In tennis, you see that the top guys just share them out. But in golf, you don't get the win, the world number one turning that into a major win. So yeah, DJ, best player in the world right now. It had a very nice kind of ring to it. Yeah, he played brilliantly, didn't he? I'd never actually asked you on this, how, how you stand. We talked about Bryson DeChambeau a lot. And he was talking about it being a par 67 for him. He was going to you know hit the cover off the thing and, and beat Augusta. Didn't quite work out for Bryson this time. And I ended up on Sunday evening thinking a golfer actually won that tournament rather than somebody hits it 400 yards. How do you stand on that? Well, I'm kind of of the opinion that he just executed badly rather than the strategy being flawed. I think if you can hit it for, you know, 380 yards on some of those holes, absolutely, it gives you an advantage. But I just think his timing was off. Mm. And then he didn't do he didn't do the other bits well enough yeah I I wouldn't sort of think oh, that's now you can't go and do that I just think he didn't pull it off that week so I wouldn't r- rule him out as ever as saying that that will never work at Augusta National it could work but you've got to do it well and obviously the timing involved for smashing a ball that far at that speed and straight is quite precise and it didn't work for him that week so I'll be interested I wouldn't rule him out as a future Masters winner I am sure there are other people as well watching Tiger Woods on the 12th on that final round, taking 10 and thinking, well, he is human after all. And I play like that. (laughs) But it was a little bit sad, wasn't it, actually, to see Tiger's uh, defence just fizzle out like that? Well, it it was sad for like 10 minutes. And you thought, oh, but then the last hour, he birded five of the last six holes, which was incredible. So we went from being, oh, he's human like the rest of us to, to being... No, he's not at all like the rest of us, is he? He's kind of still got the the most competitive will to win that you've ever seen in a golfer. And, you know, imagine other players who would have taken 10, what they would have done over the last six holes. I could see some, of, saw, some of them walking off. Saw, well, <laughs> Tiger saw it as an absolute affront, didn't he, to his yeah. kind of whole persona and being. And he thought, right, I'm going to come back. And yeah, it was fantastic the way he did that. You're quite right in what you say. There's, there has never been anything in Tiger Woods' game that's been remotely like my own. But anyway, um, <laughs> let's uh, move on to the RSM Classic then, which is our uh, golf this week in uh, in the US. Um, Webb Simpson, he's nine to one favourite. We've got Tyrrell Hatton in there, who let me down last week, sixteen to one. Sunglay Im is in there at twenty to one. Russell Henley. 25s as is Tommy Fleetwood and then Harris English is 28 to 1 as is Matthew Fitzpatrick the rest 33 to 1 or bigger we're doing this late Wednesday we always do gives you a chance to uh, peruse the press conferences and hear the late rumours how has that steered you this time around Dave? Yeah I I think it steered me right to the front of the market because previously I I wasn't giving Webb Simpson any thought I just thought well he's best player in the field He's, he's going to be 9 or 10 to 1 and whatever and I just kind of glossed over it, looking for kind of 
you know, more attractive options. But when he came into the press conference today, it, it kind of just reminded me of a few things about how well he's playing. He, he says he's hitting it further, hitting it better. Uh, had another really good Masters. And then, obviously, there's this feeling that if you've just played in a major, you've kind of taken a lot out of you. But he said, yes, it was grueling. But he said without the fans, it wasn't quite as grueling right. as it as it used to be. Maybe, you know, they t- they suck out so much of your energy that you, you kind of spent the following week. But I think he's got something in the tank. He said, yes, he was tired afterwards, but seems to have recovered quite quick. And regardless, obviously, you want to check beyond just the words that they say, do they actually have a record of playing well after the Masters? And the normal post-Masters event is the one at Hilton Head. And Webb Simpson's come second and fifth after the Masters in that tournament. So yes, he can play well after a tough week at Augusta National. So that kind of got me thinking, well, could he be a bet this week? And absolutely he could. This is absolutely his sort of course. Um, he's done extremely well here before in the past. It, it, it doesn't require massive hitting or anything. I mean, looking at his course record, second last year, third the year before, second again 2011, seventh in 2013. Fantastic record. He's played well after the majors this year as well. After the PGA, he was 37th there, third in the Wyndham, another event in the Carolinas. I mean, that this kind of area of America, the Carolinas and Georgia in the South, he's really exceptional on those sort of tracks. So... I'm suddenly starting to think I can't see much of a kind of flaw in Webb Simpson this week. I think he's going to be right up there. It's just how to play him. He is quite short at nine to one. Um, a couple of bookies are going enhanced win only, where you can get to ten to one Paddy Power. So I would look. I was looking at maybe just a top ten or a top five, but I think obviously if you back each way at at, at nine to one, I think you, eight places you're getting your money back, and I think you've got a good chance of landing the winner as well. So he he's going in my staking plan from. You, you know stuff gleaned today and and um, I'd like to think yeah I could easily have overlooked him but what he said today has sparked me into looking a little bit closer into him and that's how this podcast works isn't it sometimes you gloss over something and then you get yeah you get a little jog and you think alright I'll check that out and suddenly I'm now in this position where I'm thinking yeah I think Webb Simpson can't see him not being right up there because the temptation, Dave, is as a punter, you obviously want to try and get the best odds possible, trying to try and win some money. That's the name of the game, isn't it? Webb Simpson, 9-1. to one. His nearest rival in the market, Tyrrell Hatton, is 18-1. to one. He's half the price of that. He's favourite by quite some way, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, a lot of people will be put off that because he's so short. Yeah, and obviously we got another reminder last week that it does pay to back the mm. favourite, even though the Shombo was probably favouring with a lot of bookies. I think by the off, I think DJ had come right in. So... Sometimes you can let these sort of, you think, I'm oh, nine to ten to one. It's too short in a golf tournament, but it's not. And we've seen that plenty of times this year where favourites have won. And with DJ winning it last week, I think Webb Simpson's credentials here, they just seem watertight. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm very much going to play him. And he's done this podcast a favour before. One of the, was it yes. the very first one? Yeah, he did. Um, he won at Hilton, had the normal Postmasters tournament he won for us there so maybe a little bit of symmetry going on if he wins this week that'll be nice the nine to one although it's obviously a lot less than the the prices further down it's still nine to one isn't it if you get a winning nine to one that looks pretty decent on your betting slip yeah and as, as i say with eight each way places yeah you know i think there's every chance i mean he has, he has so many uh good finishes in the top 10 that and on the this particular track where he's you know he's got four four top sevens in the last seven Additions. 
he had to withdraw in one of those as well when he was going well. I think it's quite easy to make the argument for him. You made it, and you made it very well. So Webb Simpson goes on to our betting slip. He's nine to one to win the RSM Classic. What about further down the field, Dave? Is there anybody else that strikes you fancy? There is actually um, Hudson Swafford, um, who I can quite believe his price to begin with because it wasn't that long ago that he won an event um, on the PGA Tour. It's just that either side of it, he's been fairly dreadful. Looking at his record, series of missed cuts, and he won went out and won the Corrales Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic um, at the end of September. Had a bit of a rough time of it since, but some of the events have been on the West Coast. And when they interviewed him today, um, we got the nice little local angle. He said, always nice staying in your own bed. Home game for me. He lives two miles from the golf course. So it's his home course uh, this week, Hudson Swafford. Wow. I, I've spent all the time you've been saying that. I've been scrolling down trying to find him in the markets and I found him finally. Yeah. And he's a big prize. Yeah, it's 250 to one. And that's, yeah. uh, that, that's a big old price. So he obviously played his course a lot. He refers to the fact that he really likes uh, Bermuda grass, which he, which is what he grew up on. And that's maybe um, why he doesn't play the West Coast, where it's different grass um, a lot of the time. Uh, so it's no surprise that maybe he struggled. I think now he's back on the, the type of course he likes. I mean, literally his home course. Um, I think he could have a decent week. He's not got the best record here, which makes me just temper my expectations a little bit. But you can back him for a top 20 finish at 10 to 1. Double figure price just for a top 20. I mean, feel free to have a little bit on the 250s. But I think if you're having a more kind of, you know, reasonable mm. bet, I think top 20 is quite uh, within his grasp. He was, he's got a 12th here, 29th, 36th. So he's thrown around that kind of area, you know, with his darts over the last um, few years at the course. And with that win under his belt, on a kind of similar situation by the coast, Bermuda grass at the Corrales Punta Cana, then I think it's in his wheelhouse again. And, yeah, you've got the various bets, top 10s, top 20s, top 5s, the win. I would just have a little bit on the win because if he, if he won at 250s and we let it go, we'd be, we'd be kicking ourselves. A, a, a tiny bit on that, but my main bet would be top 20 uh, for Hudson Swafford because I think he's got a lot in his favour. And it's not like you often look down the top 20 prices and it's like 11 to 4, 5 to 2. 10 to 1 is double figures to have a top 20 on his home course. Madness. Absolute madness. If, I'll tell you what, if he lands at 250 to 1, I will be doing a little bit of a dance. <laughs> You'll be running into the sea like Leonard Rossiter. <laughs> if I if I just one, landed one two, for the younger listeners, though. I, I, if I, I wouldn't go missing if I if I'd won two hundred and fifty to one. If, <laughs> so, uh, is there anybody else in the market that strikes you fancy? Well, this is a week where there's so many that you could uh, make a case for, but um, I just thought based on what we've seen in, in the last uh, twenty four hours, which is the whole reason of this podcast, these were two that yeah. hadn't quite had a light shone on them, maybe as much as others, and I think. Once you start to take in their words and then go in search of the logic uh, that could lead you to a bet, I think um, both of them are very happy to get involved. Well, I like it. I like it. And we've gone from one extreme to the other. The favourite, Webb Simpson, 9-1 to one to win the RSM Classic. And then if you scroll right down, and you have to go quite some way to find Hudson Swafford. He's 250-1 to one to win the tournament. But you can get him to finish top 20 at 10 to 1 as well. So good luck with all of your bets and thank you, Dave Tyndall, as always. Yeah, thanks, James. Fingers crossed for this week. And uh, make sure you gamble responsibly as well on the RSM Classic and whatever else strikes your fancy.
over the next week. And we'll see you next time on the Golf Betting Podcast. This is a Sports Betting Media production. Please gamble responsibly. Visit begambleaware.org for all the information. Follow us at BetBytes on Twitter. And don't forget, we release a brand new multi-sport BetBytes podcast every Thursday. Sports Social Podcast Network.